What's up, guys? Welcome to the High Jiu Jitsu Podcast. We're back again. What's up, Matty? Hey, man. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Oh, yeah. Well, how can it not be good, Matty? We just had a four hour Jiu Jitsu session. It was like a marathon. And we had family class at 9 a.m., and then we had women's only at 10 a.m., then we had Nogi at 11 a.m., and pretty much like open mat from 12 to 1, where everyone was rolling, had a nice roll with Paulie and Toby. Yeah, beautiful. What a way to bring in the weekend. Absolutely. I should have been there. And now we're here for the High Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode 10, 9, Four. Doing well, mate. Almost in double digits. Um, welcome, everybody. Good to have you guys. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Today, this is a pretty big episode, really. Um, the title of this blog post and now podcast episode is The Jiu-Jitsu Imposter. Are you one of them? Imposter. The Jiu-Jitsu Imposter. Uh, a little bit of a history background as to how I came up with this topic and why I wanted to write about it. Um, we had a few girls, no names at all. Because um, I don't have... Anyways, we'll leave it there. Uh they, were, they came in as, uh, as blue belts and they were always talking about this idea that they like maybe they got their belts too soon, they didn't feel like they were blue belts. Um, and they thought that they did not deserve the rank that they were wearing. And that for them was a blue belt. And what I've done is I've like created a, like a whole podcast like or sorry blog post on this uh, because I feel like it's a it's a very very common thing to be considering to be thinking about um, the fact that maybe you don't deserve your rank maybe you feel like you're an imposter with um, with that belt wrapped around your waist with those stripes on your belt and it's a no it's normal it's definitely normal Maddie I'm on the cusp of I'm a four stripe brown belt so I'd imagine at some point in the future, I if I will be a black belt, and I'll be wearing a black belt that's wrapped around my waist by Professor Phil Grapsis and Master Pedro Sauer. And you will too, mm. you know? Um, when the time is right, both of us will. And they're big, big titles. And considering the amount of people that have rolled, like the black belts of Professor that have rolled with, are just in a league of their own for the most part. Um, it's where we're gonna have to join that league. We're joining that league slowly, slowly, and maybe we can't see it within ourselves, but it becomes, I guess, a natural byproduct of a rank. To like one part of your brain could be thinking, "Shit, am am I good enough to wear this?" And there is definitely an answer. I think you are good enough. And the reason why we're here today is to just discuss this and break it down and see what we can come up with and how we can help our fellow students um, just gain confidence. Because when you gain confidence, that's when you're gonna, Jiu-Jitsu's gonna get a lot better as well. Um, initial thoughts, Mr. Mateo? Man, I think everyone has a bit of imposter syndrome at any point in time, whether it's Jiu-Jitsu or anything else they're doing. Maybe you're starting a new job. So I think it's something we can all identify with and, and we've definitely all experienced in our own way, you know, whether, yeah. whether it be, as you said, maybe it's a belt color. Uh, do you feel worthy of that belt? Maybe you don't, but I mean, it wasn't your call. Yeah. I mean, you, your instructor, the one who practices this, is the one who's made that decision for you. It wasn't yeah. you who said, I'm a blue belt now and put a blue belt on. Yeah. That's that's an imposter. You've made your own decision there. That's a definite imposter. You <laughs> feel like an imposter. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to put a black belt <laughs> on. I'm now a black belt. Uh, no, you're not, right? Yep, so, yep. Um, I think, as I said, I think I definitely have have been through my own experiences uh, with with him with this sentiment. Um, so I definitely you know understand where where they're coming from when they say that about their blue belts. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, it's. I think we all can relate. Hi, I'm John. I help the everyday people of Sydney build quality of life with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu is where you come to learn. Just as our students commit to learning, 
So do I aim to improve in all that I do. From the Professor Pedro Sauer, I learned how to teach Jiu-Jitsu as a vehicle towards quality of life. And I practice the art of coaching and living healthy. Sometimes I can't comprehend that this awesome story is unfolding right before my eyes. Who am I to show people how to defend themselves? What do I know about submissions and movement and being healthy and living a wholesome life? Do these amazing people around me, do they really trust me as their coach? This is me um, delving into my particular situation. Mm. And we all have our own situations. And I think it's important that we bring it all back to like where, where, where we individually, where you currently are. You're a coach too, Maddie. Mm. You know? um, and that definitely holds some expectations there. Like there's no two ways about it. You're a coach. You are teaching people what you know about the practice of jiu-jitsu. Um, and that's, that's big. Like we don't take that lightly no. at all. And as we were saying last week, the expert versus the super coach, we really want to be good at doing this. Yep, absolutely. We, we do have very high expectations of ourselves. Mm. Uh, and it's all, this is the first point, it's all a work in progress. Mm. It's a work in progress. I have questions about techniques, I have weaknesses to go with my strengths, and I have challenges that require diligent and consistent practice. We all do. If we were uh, <clears throat> end products, if we were finished finished products, all right, we've done, we've put the stamp of approval, okay, I am a, a completed jiu-jitsu practitioner. And if you weren't at that level that you were at, then you might feel bad. But what we have to understand is that every day, day in, day out, we come to class in order to learn, in order to get better. That's the first step. Like the first thing to think about is that you're not, you're not the end product just yet. You are working, you, you are getting better, okay? Everything's improving under construction, okay? All your skills are constantly um, evolving and adapting and developing in order to improve, in order to get better. Uh, the other day I tapped to a student. We'd been learning how to choke throughout the class. He found the position, he worked those mechanics beautifully and he locked it in. It was amazing and I was delighted to submit, Maddie. It was a good, everything that was done was done very well. Excellent. Some would say that shouldn't happen. To some, the coach is the indestructible leader who does no wrong. Maddie, maybe I'm not just, maybe I'm just not cut out for this coaching thing, man. <laughs> I have terrible jujitsu. I should just give it up. I'm no use to anybody. See what happened there? Mm -hmm. One submission quickly ensues into a lifetime identity crisis. Um, and and that's, that's funny because our brains do very, very funny things. Yep. They really do. And we have a rational part of our brain. We have irrational parts of our brain. You have your animal lizard brain, your reptilian brain. Mm -hmm. And then you got the, the second part of your brain um, or, or another part of your brain um, where you can start thinking about things slowly and a bit more uh, methodically. And that's when you can start to use uh, like, like logic behind that one. Yep. But initially, that first part, that first thought that I have, if I tap to somebody in, in our class is, oh my God, I'm a failure. You know, and that's not all the time, but that's definitely part of it, like for, for a lot of people, especially if you're a higher belt and you mm -hmm. tap to a lower belt. You know, or if you've got more stripes on your belt and you tap to somebody with less stripes, straight away, like it's very easy for your brain to go to the connection of, I'm oh, terrible, I'm terrible, yeah. I'm shit. You know, and um, let's just say for the moment that that's natural. Yeah. Yeah, like it's almost normal. I think it, I think it is. On the flip side, I do think it's very unfair on yourself. Why? Um, I mean, to judge yourself so critically. Mm -hmm. It's a very harsh and critical way of judging yourself mm -hmm. you know that you can be self-aware and go ah okay i just got caught i got caught by a lower belt oh no but it's not the end of the world no. let's take a step back i got caught by a lower belt why am i having a bad day is he having a great day where he feels on fire and he's yeah. just tearing through everyone uh one step further back what did he do what did i not do or what did I do that enabled him to get Ooh. it? So now what you're doing is rather than just analyzing the outcome. I'm analyzing the action itself. Yes, the process and what happened in order to get there. Yeah. 
so with that blue belt that I was talking about who tapped me, I wrote this about two years ago, by the way. But um, it was it was me, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was you. It was yeah. You. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened was that we're practicing those chokes, yep. and I want to be a good teacher. I want to be a good coach, and so I'm not gonna. I just taught you the cross collar choke from back control, let's say. Yep. And we're rolling and you get a glimmer, you're going for my back. And I'm in my coach's brain right now and I'm saying, oh, student is going for the back control and we just worked on this. Let me give it to him and see what, see what he can do with it. Okay, take my back, blue belt, take it. Takes my back. Blue belt with the, over, with the seat belt, the one on the, the arm on the top of the shoulder, underneath the shoulder, yep. underneath the armpit, isolates one arm. I'm like, good job, blue belt. It's exactly what I taught you. Good job. What do we know? That blue belt does everything beautifully and then isolates my other arm, the top arm. Nice. Now I have no hands. And I'm thinking, I'm not even like, oh my, I have to stop this. In my head, I'm like, this is awesome. This is mm. beautiful. Please yep. keep going. Please keep going slides the arm in i give i give resistance but i give just enough resistance to test your technique yep i yep. give you one obstacle you bypass it i go for the second obstacle you bypass it you lock in the choke i try to wriggle out to see if there's any room there's no room there's nothing tap beautiful that's a like for me i want to be celebrating for you yeah. <laughs> i'm excited i'm happy for you and of course I'm your coach and then you're the student. So this is one, one relationship that we're talking about specifically. But I'm there for you, Maddie, you know, and yep. I'm happy when you just did everything right. You just did everything good. And I don't care what belt you're wearing. You're my student mm-hmm. and I'm there to teach you and I'm there to help you get better. And if we just went through one whole sequence and we spent an hour of class drilling it and practicing it, why would I not give you the opportunity to practice it in a role? Absolutely. Because then, then you, I mean, even if you, give someone the opportunity to practice it so you, you set them up you give them the opportunity and then you just shut them down yeah so it's kind of like here here's this thing nah, i'm not letting you do it it's like how are they going to actually practice it and, and know that it works yeah um they're, they're never going to know it works and they're going to feel oh well i can't do this thing that i just got shown i must be shit at jujitsu that or they'll be like it must not work let me go to the next thing i'm like it works it works but you just haven't refined it properly you haven't understood it properly you haven't worked out the nuances of it um so that's why i'm there to help you with that hey and to be fair i think we touched on this last week in the the super coach versus the expert uh you might you if you if you can't make your students better than you Mm -hmm. you're a shit coach yep pardon the french i agree i mean so the fact that at least aim aim to aim to make your students better than you yeah uh, I mean but in this example your student caught you that yeah. means you're doing a good job of teaching them something yeah I feel like yes I did a great job I taught this person a, a, a great technique yep and I, I communicated it in a way that they understood it to the point where they did it on me and I was resisting That's awesome that, so there's two ways of looking at that right yep there's the oh I got caught I'm not worthy of being a teacher or hang on I taught this so well yeah that this guy just nailed me with it that that is so it's like growth mindset and uh fixed and, and kind of just like negative yeah 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 um like I love it and here's what could have also happened if I really didn't want to give that blue belt my back even like six steps ago I probably wouldn't have and I would probably might have passed him instead mm-hmm. and it would have consolidated the side control and if I really wanted his arm I could have taken his arm if I really wanted your neck I could have taken your neck mm-hmm. I could have done that yep but I, I chose to make to give you that position like six moves ago mm-hmm. so that was like that's where it all started that's where it all started going bad in inverted commas for me yep. those six moves ago mm-hmm. um, so if I didn't want to, didn't want you to catch me in a choke from the back, I probably wouldn't have given you my back. But I gave you my back. Yep. I gave you my arm. You know, like, and then I'm fighting things, but when they're almost, the milk's almost on the table. The milk is pouring out of the bottle and it's falling onto the table, and it's hard to catch the milk once it's falling to put it back into the bottle. You know, <laughs> <Such a laughs> hope everyone's analogy. following. But, but um, one one tap, okay one thought in your brain 
And the moment you start thinking, oh no, I'm not so good, shit, like this guy's been training less than me, this guy's got less stripes than me, it's one little thought, and you add all this internal dialogue to it, and it just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, and it becomes just so significant. It was one little shitty thought you had in your head, yeah. you know, and it just kind of, um, filled your head. it just filled your head up, yeah. yeah. And you don't think you'd do this, sometimes you don't know what you're thinking. If you were to know, You'd see, like, there's a lot of a lot of the times we compare out, like, we make comparisons with other people, we judge ourselves, and we put very high expectations on ourselves, um, and that usually is what starts and exacerbates that thought, you know, because if you didn't expect yourself to be X good at that particular level, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't matter that you got caught. No, you know, it matters that you got caught because you made a mistake, you know. And the aim in jiu-jitsu is to get better. So if you're not improving and you're not, if you're making the same mistake twice, three, four times, that's a problem. Mm. It is. Um, but at least let yourself make some errors, especially as a, like, as a white belt, as a blue belt. No one expects you to be good at that time. I don't expect my blue belts to be that good like at that time. I'm happy if my blue belts get caught. Like I don't mind if they get caught because A, I know that they could have been doing their utmost not to get caught, but if they're playing, they're trying new things, mm-hmm. they're doing some, not silly things, but they're experimenting, and sometimes when you experiment, it could be silly. Yep. It borders on silly sometimes, sometimes which is fine. Does. Sometimes it's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you got caught. Then so be it. And I think that's the beauty of our environment at High Jiu-Jitsu too, the fact that we, we are open to trying new things, because yep. when you're trying new things, the risk of that is that you, know, you might get caught, yep. which is fine. Like there's... No issues there, as long as you see what happened beforehand and how you can make it better. So then rather than judging yourself and your identity as a jiu-jitsu player, you can analyze the steps you took within that jiu-jitsu, within that sequence, in order to make them better. Yep. So you're not thinking about yourself as like the whole picture of yourself, you're thinking about what happened specifically during that role. Yep. Shit, how did he take my back? Okay, I, I let him get the underhook. Okay, sure. And then I got taken. Not, yep. shit, he took my back. He got, made, got an underhook, he took my back, he choked me. I must be bad at jiu-jitsu. No, it's like, I let him get this uh, this underhook, mm. and then he did that. Okay, so what I have to do, I have to take a step back, and I have to maybe not let that underhook come in again. Absolutely. You know, and that's the source of your problems, that I have, underhook. I have a great example from a few weeks back. Yeah. Uh, I think it was about two, three weeks ago, we were looking at back control yep. uh, and back attacks and whatnot. And so while rolling, I was just doing some positional training because I'm still recovering from my surgery. So yep. I was like, yeah, I don't want to go into open rolls. Uh, so I, with a bunch of, with a white belt, two white belts and one blue belt, we just did uh, specific training from the back. So taking turns. Yep. And, you know, one of the white belts and one of the blue belts both caught me so I think between the two of them they caught me three times from the back yeah and I'm you know while I'm working my escapes and at first I'm like man I shouldn't be letting these white belts catch me yeah it's like hang on how did they catch me well I was trying to do the escape and I just wasn't controlling their arms and they were able to swap the choking hand instantly I've learned hey you've got to make sure they can't comfortably easily just swap hands whenever they want because then they're going to choke you so make the overhook on the one hand and lock it down yeah absolutely pinch that elbow into your into your side pinch their arm between you and as soon as i changed that so i changed from i shouldn't be Mm -hmm. white belts i'm terrible yeah changed my thought about it it only took me 30 seconds a minute of critical thought of going hang on what happened Mm -hmm. why did that happen now that, that the same thing stopped happening so in one lesson, I, I've gone from, in, in, in the space of 15 minutes of one class of jiu-jitsu, my, my brain went from getting tapped to, uh, oh, I'm terrible, yeah. being tapped by a white and a blue belt today, yeah. you know? Uh, but then thinking about it, oh, well, I mean, they did start on your back. I'm never gonna give them my back in a real role. Uh, okay, why, so they're on your back, what went wrong? I worked it out. In 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, I've, all, I've actually used that thought and turned it around into uh, a learning. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And you know what? Maybe you needed to get choked Absolutely. from the back there to realize what Professor was telling us about at Brazil camp last year. Remember that? I got the videos for that. Yeah, practicing. Which bit? Well, when you're protecting your neck. 
So you're looking at one side, looking over one shoulder, over the other shoulder, come over yeah. top and then lock it down. Shoulders, yep. everything. Oh, that's incredible. Yep. The more I think about it. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And you know what? That's a beautiful example because that's everything we're talking about. Like your first thought is like, oh no, I'm a purple belt. I just got tapped by a white belt. Shit, that looks really bad. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with yep. me? And it's like, hold on. What actually happened? Oh, he got his arms under my neck. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's let's determine, let's judge according to like what actually happened, not what you're thinking Yeah. Yep. at the time. So hopefully we can, what I'm asking us to do is like delve into your... Yeah just become aware of your thoughts mm. and see whether those thoughts are conducive to your learning. And if they're not, you can change those thoughts and think different things in order to always move forward. Mm. Sebastian Brosh says one thing that I find very wise and it's What's that? real simple. Don't believe everything you think. Does your brain lie to you? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't, I don't know if it lies to me, but it, it thinks stupid stuff. Yeah like stuff that I'm not like what how did I come to that conclusion what no that's ridiculous push it away you know it's like your brain it, it just fires off dumb stuff I might be sitting here thinking about I don't know whatever's on the wall in front of me it's like yeah. why I'm that's not relevant yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like come back to the point at hand back into a brain yeah, yeah it's like it does weird stuff is my point it's like, yeah it's, and it's taking in all this knowledge of everything going around me and trying to make sense of it it, it can get it wrong yeah are you your thoughts no. I, th- I think therefore I am so if I think that I'm an imposter then am I an imposter or is the thought of me being an imposter just a thought mm. maybe I'm actually not an imposter maybe my brain as Maddie says is lying to me but whatever I, I agree man I really agree and I think we have to really just consider what's going on and yep. consider the story mm. that you're telling yourself in your head because that story can very easily change. Absolutely. You know, so you went from I'm the I'm the crappy purple belt that just lost to a white belt to like hold on, how do I not get choked? I don't get choked by catching the arm. Mm-hmm. Don't let the the, the non choking arm. Don't let that go astray. Yep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna back out. All oh, right, sweet. That was an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. I've learned something awesome in this class. What a what a what a successful day. Absolutely. You can think both of those. You can go down both of those paths of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's your choice, not even, it's your conscious choice. Yeah. Because if, if you think un, like non, unconsciously, yeah. then your brain kind of like just roam and do whatever it wants. But that's why imposter syndrome is self-awareness. Hmm. I kind of like imposter syndrome. Like I, I don't like it, but I just, I enjoy the challenge of it. I like, I really do. Um, being critical this is from the blog. Being critical is a strength when you seek out what to improve on and look to refine the parts and benefit the whole. In this way, there's no limit to how good you can be. With the right effort in the right areas, you can do anything you like. Issues arise though when you expect too much too soon. When you aren't patient with the learning process, you set yourself up to fail. So why is it self-awareness? On the one hand, it's deep motivation to improve and grow. You want to get better. That's why you're. That's why you have imposter syndrome because you want to be good. Yep. You want to be like the best purple belt in the world. I want to be the most effective brown belt the whole world has ever seen. Just before I get my black belt, I want to be the best. Yep. We all want that for ourselves, and nothing wrong with wanting that. To you know. Um, and that is why, that's the first point as to why your expectations don't match where you are currently at, at that point in time. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, if I, maybe if you, let's say you were the purple belt and you weren't getting, you were getting tapped by the white and the blue and you weren't even thinking that that's, that something's wrong with that. Then it's kind of like, you, you, you're not even thinking about it. So, oh yeah, I got tapped, next, let's go again. No, let's go again. It's like, hold on. You need that internal dialogue in your head mm-hmm. in order to yep. um, uh, just dissect what happened. Mm. You need that thought process in your head. And it's good that you don't want to get tapped by a white belt. It's good that you don't want to get tapped by a blue belt or even a purple belt or even a brown or a black. You don't want to get tapped by anyone. Exactly. You don't want to get tapped because you want your jiu-jitsu to be at the point where... 
um, there's no gaps, there's no holes, and you're the yeah. one doing the tapping because that's that's everyone's ultimate goal. Mm. You don't want to die, you want to survive. And you're, if you're yeah. in a fight, you want the other guy to die rather than you die. That's the whole yep. point of what we're doing here. So Number that's the rule of self-defense: don't die. Don't die. Yeah, survive, survive. And so that's why um, those imposter thoughts is you looking into yourself and you trying to learn more about yourself and I, that's definitely a good thing yeah yeah I agree I definitely agree yeah it starts the process off right it starts yeah exactly it starts the process and then it's up to you to like um, navigate that process it's like well, well we're going into those negative thoughts where I think I'm no good for this stuff and I have to just pack it in and, and go man I can't like I had I had an experience like that no, not not very long ago to be honest. Mm. I came back from overseas, and I don't know. I was just like physically, I was just really exhausted. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't get much sleep overseas. I was, I was tired, like my shoulder was achy. Um, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I was at my best at all. And I came in here, and I, you know, I, like I wasn't doing anything I wanted to anybody, <laughs> as in like. Sometimes I'd lose a position, you know, I'd lose a sweep, I'd get swept, I'd, you know, like things were happening. God forbid, I, I, I'd get tapped. Mm. And I'm like, hold on, this isn't good. And my part of my brain was like, oh no, I, what am I doing? Like, am I even, what am I doing this for? Like, uh, maybe I'm no good for it. I'm no good at it anymore. I should just retire from jujitsu mm. because I'm having a bad week. Yep. But then, Maddie. What happens is, you see that process. I saw it in myself. I was like, I'm, my brain. I'm starting to judge myself, and I'm judging like my identity of jiu-jitsu, whereas I need to just bring my focus back. And so, what I thought was like, what if a student was to come up to me and say, John, I'm having a really bad week, and everything sucks, and I don't like what I'm like, I don't like where my jiu-jitsu is going currently. What would I say? What would you say if I came up to you, mate? That's um, I don't even know. Like that's. I try and offer encouragement. I get the, What's yes. the encouragement? I don't know. I mean, you've got to respect that everyone has their own journey. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, maybe you're having a bad week because the everyone else who you started with, they've just started smashing you and wiping the floor. And maybe they're having an up week and you're having a down, down week. Uh-huh. You know, you've got to, hey, go, look, today's not my, my week maybe it's something outside of jiu-jitsu that's impacting me maybe I've actually been really stressed at work and my focus wasn't here but yep. maybe these people are new and they're not that maybe they're not aware mm -hmm. that's it I try and bring that yeah you know, empowering awareness to them help them think of help guide them back yeah. to that right train of thought exactly and yeah beautiful what I would I would also think about bringing them back away from the the judgment and more towards the analysis, the judgment of themselves as like not good enough or not deserving of a belt or anything like that, mm -hmm. and more towards what actually happened at that little moment in time. Yep. The sweep didn't work because your foot wasn't in the right spot, because you weren't grabbing the end of the stick, mm -hmm. you know, because their weight was not in the right position, because the timing was off, all of those things. Yep. Um, one thing in terms of imposter syndrome, you have to focus on others. Focus on others. Your ego, we all have an ego, whether we like it or not. It's like this, I, I feel like the ego is the idea of my self-image. Like who is John in John's head is like the ego in a sense. You're, and my my ego, your ego, enjoys painting you as a focal point of everything. Because within our own universe, we're the center of our universe, pretty much. But you're really not. You're not the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. You're an integral part of class, but you're not the only part of class. Those people you fear looking bad to also really need your help. And you need to be ready to offer your guidance. As much as this art is practiced individually, the process demands your attention to the community. You've been at it for a while. You know more than others. Those others are relying on you to show them the way. You're the example of how to be a jiu-jitsu practitioner. 
And when you're nervous within yourself and when you're doubting yourself, everyone feels it around you. In turn, it makes them nervous too. Give yourself a break from the internal talk. Divert it towards others around you. Look to be of service and show them the way instead of picking out all of your own flaws. So for example, what we are saying before that, you know, the, the white and the blue belt, you can be like, oh man, I suck when you got caught by a white belt and a blue belt. I proper suck. And, or, your choice. But you can also look at them and say, hey Marty, like, you just did that beautifully, man. You just, you just killed that. Well yeah. done. Hey, Blue Belt, like, man, your, your, your back attacks are really coming together. Getting because very sharp now, You're man. getting sharp. Yeah. Like, well done. Good for you. Um, like, as we're saying, like, my students, like, when somebody does something good on me, I could look at myself and be like, I'm, that's a weakness of mine. Yep. I just got exploited. I got found out. Or I could say, shit, like, I'm, we're, I'm a, we're doing well at high jiu-jitsu and our students mm. are, are learning and they're getting better. Yep. Um, and I think Which that- I want them to be. I want them to be better. I want us all, a rising tide lifts all boats. That's a beautiful saying. Yeah, I love that rising platform, right? Yeah. If you get better, I have to get better to stay ahead of you. Yes. Because it, once you, you get sharper and sharper and sharper, I have to get very good at staying safe. Yep. And as you, you touched on it before, there are sometimes you come into class and just things are not working out for you. Mm. We had, um, Cece was in class today and I could tell it wasn't her day. She was giving me the look like, I'm too tired, I don't wanna be here. Something was on her head. Maybe she had a big night last night, who knows? She was giving me that look and I could see that look. Um, you, what you were saying before was like, let's say you're rolling with somebody and they're having a beautiful day. Yeah. And sometimes it's a good day at the office. Like sometimes things work out, you're on fire, you feel good physically, mentally, you're sharp, um, emotionally, like you're just ready. Yeah. And you go up against somebody who's like really not ready and they're super flat. And maybe they had the big night. Yep. You know, maybe they have been training for a few weeks or maybe they've come, this is the 10th session of the week and they just can't feel their body and their brain is just too mussed out on like uh, mechanics and technique and so it's your good day it's their bad day yep and then you know they catch you is it your bad it could potentially be your bad and it can also potentially be their good their positive mm -hmm. so i think it's important that we always look around us and we help everyone around us as well rather than being too self-centered which is pretty much what that is rather than it's always like me 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 on the mats try to share the attention as well and try to think about the other person too oh this person's doing well you know because you're 50% of the role you're half of the role and your opponent your partner your teammate is the other half of the role too so maybe your half makes a mistake but the other half maybe they do something really good maybe they set you up nicely maybe they've created a beautiful trap maybe they've been drilling like those triangle setups that we've been that we've brought back from Greece and they've been doing that non-stop and they caught you in it and it was flawless it was beautiful that's a clap applause good job man well done you killed it you just got it um i think that's one thing that can really help and that's very important i think uh just just to kind of add one more thing everything you were saying there is spot on and it's why jujitsu math doesn't work and what i mean by jujitsu math it's one of those things that kind of starts once you're in the negative side of the imposter syndrome where you start going I used to be able to beat this person and this person but now they're kicking my butt or whatever it is like that kind of you know as I said jujitsu math where you put yourself in a pecking order yeah. that it's made up in your, your head entirely yeah. it's in no one else's head and it doesn't work because as you said that person might be on you know the person you beat or whatever it is might be on their 10th class and they might be just physically exhausted and just there yeah. to just there to kind of soak up some knowledge or whatever it is you know and maybe they've been practicing that one technique and that's what they've been catching you with just the only thing they have maybe that's all they have yeah and then all you need to do is work out something to, to defend it and you're back on top yeah so this pecking order or jujitsu math i like to call it it doesn't exist it's only in your head and when you start doing that and letting that beat you up time to focus on others and start thinking about it yeah i like that 
And then here's the other thing. Let's say like, you know, you're a two-stripe white belt and you've come in, you've been training for six months and you're not a strong person. You're, you know, fairly like smaller frame, Mm -hmm. maybe skinnier, not as strong. And you got another monster who's walked in, like a Sean McGuinness level monster, like just big and strong and just athletic. And he comes in and within like one month, he's catching you with things. Again, it's not really your fault. Like, you're, you're trying your best. And that's where it comes in. Here's the next step. We must, if we're going to be doing this, if we're going to um, go beyond imposter syndrome, if we are going to enjoy our training, then we need to seek out the positives. Mm-hmm. Must seek out the positives because, sure, the guy has been training for one month who's much bigger and stronger than you, like caught you within, caught you once in a row. Imagine if you hadn't been doing jiu-jitsu for six months, what he would have done to you. And he's been training for one month and you haven't trained at all. <laughs> just maul you. You're gonna get mauled. So maybe that mauling was a little bit less of a mauling because of the six months training you've had. Yeah. And maybe you're gonna need, maybe that guy will just, if he keeps training at the same rate and you keep training at the same rate, he's just gonna be better than you. Like, but that's why, you focus on others, but that's why you also have to focus on yourself as well, mm. you know, and what you bring to the table and what you want to get out of it. And you want to be your be- at your best, you know, you want to do what's best for you and you want to be, you want to reach your own potential and your own potential doesn't, isn't determined by other people's, mm. you know, your abilities aren't, doesn't matter how the other person works and their development process and their learning curve. It's all like focus focus on where you're at and what you're doing is the other side of that too. So look, life is beautiful. You have amazing people around you. You're mostly healthy and free of any serious ailments. You have a couple injuries maybe, but things could always be worse. So it's a shame then that you always focus on what's wrong instead of what's right. You've come to class, you had laughs with your mates, You've been moving, you've been learning new techniques, you've been drilling for like 40, 50 minutes. And then someone comes along and taps you during the rolling segment of the roll. Suddenly it's a big problem, it's, a, it's bad. There's one little position right there. You've spent the whole 40, 50 minutes having a great time. You're enjoying yourself. You've been at it for six months. You know, you've, you've lost weight. You're having a great time. You've, you've introduced yourself like, you have such a beautiful community of people around you. You've made all these new friends that you wouldn't have made and they're good friends as well. And then the fact that you got submitted once is gonna like is gonna put all this down the gurgler for you. Seek out the positives. Like it, it, there's so many good things happening around you. If only you f- look, look for them and seek them out. Don't just make them, don't let them just come at you and. They don't have to slap you in the face before you realize them, before you acknowledge them. Like you actually seek out the positive things that have been happening in your journey, because you need to be, you need to remind yourself of them all the time. And at some point, you're going to need to remind someone else of them too. Sorry, you, there's a possibility you'll need to remind someone else of those positives. Too. Yes. And so, being aware of them is the only way you're going to be able to point them out to people. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yes. And you have to be aware. So, so look out for them. Look out for all the positives. For every negative, make it two positives. Shit, I got tapped today. Fine, it's a problem. But I learned this and I learned this. Okay, cool. Awesome. And you know what? Some people are always about like tough love and, you know, like um, grabbing weakness by the balls and like um, smashing out weakness. And I get that. And I get that we want to get better. We want to improve. But you have to be—you have to be nice to yourself. You really have to be nice to yourself, because if you're too much of an ass to yourself and like you—you you demand perfection, then you—you uh, you won't last. <laughs> you're not going to last throughout that journey. What does jujitsu mean? It's the gentle way. Be gentle with yourself. Ooh. Yes. Because if you're not gentle with yourself, you know what happens. <laughs> You get sick and tired of being of having an asshole around you. All the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And nothing feels good. You try to do anything and everything, but you always got this asshole lingering around and telling you you're an idiot, you're, you're shit, you're no good. Uh, that'd be so like demoralizing. Even hearing it from yourself, right? Like, yeah. But why would you want to do it, man? That's that's 
that's some people are like I think that's the toughest part about starting jujitsu is it's very hard to start because yeah. it's so foreign to most for 99% of people it's so foreign and you're coming into this environment where frankly it takes a while to start feel like you're getting good but you are and it it only takes six months to start noticing it between you and the next person it takes a bit of time but you're also learning by being gentle yourself yeah and by being committed to become strong you don't get strong by put it this way no one ever got strong by being abused I'm sure people snap by getting abused like physically or mentally and yeah. they snap and they might get out of the situation but no one ever got strong from it what do you mean it doesn't like you just you're mentally getting battered physically getting beaten down you're not gonna okay let's talk about like this idea of progressive overload so when you go into the gym yeah you lift weights and you kind of you abuse yourself physically mm -hmm. in order to recover and get stronger than where you were before yes so there needs to be a little bit of um stress a little bit of stress in order to see improvement yeah which is kind of the the, the whole point we're making at the end when it comes back to it you look at the, the little bit of the imposter syndrome and then you redirect it redirect that energy yeah it's a good one redirect it because it's energy it's there but it can go you can go different ways mm. and so you can keep abusing yourself like as in and habitually abuse yourself which is what a lot of people are at you know like because that thought those thoughts the voices that are in your brain um you can't consciously control those thoughts but you can be aware of them you know and some people fall into a trap of if when you're not aware of them it's just a constant cycle of like negative negative thinking about yourself and that's a that's like things get tough when that happens Absolutely. um and imposter syndrome is exactly that. It's it's this voice in your head, and it's telling you you suck. It's telling you no good. It's telling you you should quit. Um, but that's just the voice. And as we said, you're not your thoughts. Um, and you can think, you can think different thoughts, and you can redirect those mm. thoughts, which is everything we're seeing right now. Mm. Um, th and there are things that don't go to plan. And at the same time, there is a there are small joys that can be found in every part of your day. There are small joys that can be found in every session of jujitsu. Seek them out. Write them down if you have to. I don't even think that's a that's a big, crazy idea. I think that's a good idea. Write down three things that went well for you with every class. If you're struggling with this stuff, like after every class on your phone, just get a jujitsu notepad and just write three things that you did well throughout that class. Three things. Um, and maybe... You know, a couple of things that, like one thing that went bad, three things that went really, really good. Um, because we can't ignore the things that you're not doing well. That's what I'm trying to, we have to be careful. Because it's not just all like everything's rosy, you know, like there, there are things that you need to improve on. Mm. So you do need a part of your brain that's focusing on improvement and looking at yourself critically and being like, okay, I messed up here. I'm not so strong here like self-analyzing yourself honestly, but at the same time doing it with respect to yourself is absolutely critical. And with respect to yourself, especially if you're geared towards negative thinking, which isn't a bad thing, I think it's important that you heavily outweigh the negative with positive. Yes. As in more positive than negative on purpose. And you're not, bull you're not lying to yourself by f naming three positives because there are three positives. Just find them um, because you probably have no problems f looking out and finding the negatives. That's why you have to make an extra um, like choice and decision and put effort into looking for the positives as well. A long time ago I've heard this, but I've heard it repeatedly for since the beginning of time, basically. Uh, it's something along the lines of humans are by, na by nature three times more likely to remember a negative event yeah. or anything than they are a positive. That's what happens, man. And I that's, guess that's yeah. why you pick out three things to balance it out, right? Because you could remember, it could be anything, but you know, you make sure you're balancing that. Yep. So you tapped early to an oncoming submission, good for you. That's one thing to write down. You have to begin to learn something, write it down. You prepared a delicious meal for lunch at work, note it down. Revel in the joys of your good work. 
These are what you can seek out and learn from and take satisfaction in and build on, develop in order to make them more and more and more good things. Maddie, what are three things that went that were awesome for you last night in class? Uh, one massive one, uh, using my legs in guard. Ooh, that sounds yes. so simple, right? It's I like, saw your face last night. It's like you just saw a ghost. And you're like, uh, mate, it my just, legs are working awesome. Yeah, all of a sudden, you just that was probably one of the most amazing <laughs> uh not rush the second good thing would be not rushing sweeps yeah. I know in the past i've had a habit of rushing sweeps and showing a card yeah, yeah showing my cards so not showing my cards waiting till the person puts themselves off balance uh and then going for the sweep letting them show the card and then yeah. working with that uh one more thing i think i'm getting really good at staying low and heavy on people yeah yeah, yeah. i've seen that um, and yeah, surfing, surfing on surfing, top, yeah, surfing. hitchhiking where you can, whatever, I can, whatever it can be. Your frog feet are looking good in the side control too, which is why you're keeping your hips lower. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Thank um, you. that's three things. Nice. So, what's one thing that you can improve on from last night's class? Not using my hands as much. Still, I feel like I'm still in guard. I feel like I'm still using my hands too much. But yeah. as I said, that's part of that learning, right? That's yeah. where I started feeling. Wow, look at what my legs can do. Yeah. That's awesome. Right there, people. Um, let's all do that. Most definitely. Like, pick out three three things that, that happened that were really good. So today when I was rolling with Paulie, Paulie is like, uh, constantly reads cards. <laughs> he's like, he's always, he's very, he's getting intelligent with his jiu-jitsu and it's beautiful. So one thing I did very nice was I saw a shoulder lock coming like a mile away from him. Yep. And I, I got my shoulder in a better position. That was cool. Mm -hmm. um, I got a beautiful John Wayne sweep on him, and it's he a John was Wayne sweep. Oh, from half guard. You have to show me another time. I'll show you another time. Yep. But um, like I, I kind of, I think he was expecting it, and then I masked it behind something else, and then uh, boom, I still got him, and he laughed, and he was like, "Fuck." <laughs> but he's like, and I, I laughed too because I was like, "Yep, that was that was sweet. That was that was beautiful." Um, and I had some really nice chokes because Paulie's like notoriously difficult to choke from the back. And I was kind of, I, I trapped his arms and I was coming with one side and I used the jackhammer, oh, like yeah. the jackhammer effect, blah, 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 blah. Cause I was, I could not get under his chin. And I thought, oh, what did I just teach today? I taught the jackhammer effect from Mount. Yep. Oh yeah, sure. Blah, 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 blah. And I came underneath his neck beautiful. and that was beautiful. And I was like, I choked Paulie from the back. Yes. That's like one of the hardest things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you guys are training with Paulie, you probably know what I'm talking about. He'll give um, you his back and just sit. There yeah, he's like fun. he just happily take. Yeah, take my back. Yeah, you will not choke me. <laughs> so it's nice when you get the choke. Um, one thing I could have done better. I think I rushed a takedown, and he sprawled on me, and I got flattened out. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, that was a very vulnerable position. So next time, I'd probably like time my my, my shot a little bit better. Yep. See, see that roll like that could have been just a roll. Yes, I got two submissions. Sweet. Or we can kind of like break it down even more, mm. you know? And I think that, that could, that's a nice way of doing things. Um, seek out the positives, Maddie. That's what we have to say to that. Now, another thing that we have to do, we have to take action. Slowly you begin to incorporate the above strategies in your day. Slowly things start to change. You and imposter syndrome, they start, you start to be cool with each other. You're willing to talk about it more, and you find that the more you do, the more it goes away. It's not a secret. Everyone thinks that they're not, they're not good enough. Like, it's a very common thing. So let's talk about it. That's why I love like making this podcast, because I feel like a lot of jiu-jitsu podcasts are all about how to be a world champion, and how to train and be at your best. Um, interviewing the best and seeing how they got to be the best and everyone's the best <laughs> and I'm like hey man not everyone the is the best podcast. there's so many people huh just trying to have the best podcast yeah but this is I feel like we're trying to we're, we're having the best podcast because we're being real yeah. because this is a big part of the journey as well I bet you Galvao has problems and thinks shit man I'm Andre Galvao and I can't tap this guy like you know and I'm sure like all of our 
everybody that like all these big names in jiu-jitsu they were once white belts and blue belts and purple belts getting dominated and Absolutely. slammed by other people that's how they got that that, that, that that strong and that good and i want to focus on like the things that not that many people talk about and this is one thing that we don't often talk about because it's not very comfortable no it's not I suck, matey. Uh, I'm not feeling good, man. You know, I've got problems on my on the on the mats, and I'm thinking about quitting because I'm just not getting it. Man, let's talk about that. Let's let, let's like open, share it because when you share it, you realize that people actually have the same feelings mm. a lot of the yeah. time. Imposter syndrome and these all these bad thoughts. It's like a witch lurking within you when you let it fester. If you don't expose it to the outside of the world, it develops and evolves into every part of your life. Suddenly you're an imposter at the gym, at work, in the kitchen, everywhere. Because being an imposter isn't, it's a, it's a mentality, essentially. It's like, I am not good enough for this. And if you're not good enough for this, and you're probably not good enough for that. Um, and it's that mentality that starts to infiltrate like every other part of you. One thing just like, uh, with that though, you've also got to try and if you've still got these recurring imposter thoughts in jiu-jitsu where you're analyzing it and you're working it out maybe you're it's actually generating from somewhere else for example i know i in one of my own experiences i used to have a, a boss who didn't really make me feel confident at work yeah and for a long time i felt like i wasn't fit for the role uh-huh but I felt that would come and carry across into jujitsu and I could analyze it and I could work through the jujitsu part. It was like, why does that keep coming back? And it turns out it was because I didn't feel confident where I was working. Uh So maybe you need to work out something else somewhere in a different part of your life that's now lurking here to jujitsu or lurking into your cooking or whatever it is. Maybe maybe it's somewhere else that it's starting that you can try and work with it too. Uh, I think it's absolutely... 100% 100% on point that it's somewhere else as well you know and maybe the source isn't jiu-jitsu you know maybe the source was you know you, you as a kid like your your parents always snapping it at you because you didn't get A plus I used to get I used to get 90% Matty 95% in, yep. my, in my school exams I used to go hey dad he's got 93% it's like where was the other seven yeah like where's the other seven like, try to be perfect I was like, what? Leave me alone, man. I just got 93%. I came first in my HSIE exam. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> um, and I see what my dad's trying to do. My dad's just trying to help me, like, focus on getting getting better. Yep. You know, but yeah, at the absolutely. same time, like, if you're not careful with things like that, then that's, that's a mentality that just starts to develop within your own brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's why we're saying that it can start at work. It can be anywhere and everywhere, um, for sure. Uh, but when you talk about it and when you start sharing these th- these thoughts and sharing them within the community, a community that you can trust and people that you're, you're friends with, it can't help but go away. Hmm. If you're like, oh, what? So Maddie's thinking about that too. Okay. Oh, I'm not, I'm not that special crazy person who's with unique problems. Like everyone's got problems hmm. similar to me. We all... We all feel that way. I'm not the only one who thinks that I've got my suck. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very common way of thinking, especially considering that, you know, like just look at what's around you all the time and look at like the dialogues that are coming out and the, the blog articles and your social media feeds. And for the most part, like everyone's, I don't know, man, it's like the, the, the likes and the shares like everyone's trying to be number one in that realm Mm. and it's very easy in this day and age to feel like you're not good enough because like it's i think comparisons are just anywhere and everywhere these days yeah um and that's maybe it's a little example why why does instagram why did they take away the likes like you know separate topic of course but at the same time um I put a photo, you put a photo, and if you got 3,000 and I got 20 likes, then I'm like, oh man, I'm yeah. not as popular as what Maddie is. I'm not. And it's not even about the photo oftentimes, it's just about like, you know, the, the popularity and, and, you know, the. Absolutely. Who, who, who's watching it, who's seeing it, the, the name, mm-hmm. you know, like all of these things. 
And I think this, this is a great podcast that we're sharing. Mm. Um, but if Joe Rogan said, wrote a, created a podcast like this, it'd be shared by millions of people and it'd be yeah. like, whoa, this is such a good topic. Um, but whatever, like whatever, because you just got to keep doing what you're doing. And if you're adding value and if you're doing the right things, then that's that's the focus. People around you will recognize it. You don't need a big audience for people to, like, you don't need an audience at all. You need an audience of one. If mm. you have an audience of one and they recognize good things, that's what you're doing your job. Yeah. And that's the benefit of having good people around you as well. Having good people around you, people will kind of guide you towards, like, a more positive, not even positive, maybe... I can't always be positive. Maybe sometimes I have to be negative with a student. Yeah, that's a mistake that you're doing. You're making a mistake. Yep. Or, man, I'm not going so well. Well, why haven't you come to class? Well, I've been lazy. Well, you're stopping like stopping lazy. Why are you being lazy? Or things are going on at home. Okay. Well, I'm just tired and I can't. What time are you go to bed? Well, I just stay up over night time and. I stay up till 5 a.m. sitting on Facebook on my phone. Well, that's the problem, man. Get get the F of Facebook yep. and just sleep. You know, sleep so you can feel better the next day. So maybe you've got a little bit of extra energy to come to Jiu-Jitsu. And then when you come to class, you're going to keep getting better. So what I just did there is I kind of broke things down little by little. And sometimes you can't always be positive and nice and, 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 and easy. Sometimes people need a bit of a, um, a kick up the butt. Yep. Depending on the person, depending on the situation, um, which is okay. But have people around you that A, care for you, and two, are willing to do that. Willing to kick you up the butt, yeah. or willing to give you a, like a pat on the back. Tell you when you're wrong. Give you a hug, you know, whatever. Tell you when you're wrong too, yes. Absolutely. Do you have anyone like that, Maddie, around you? What do you mean? Like, tell me who tells me when I'm wrong. Yeah. You? Yeah. My missus? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure other people do. but Yeah, man, it's head. important that we have people like that around us. For me, I can come up with an idea and I'm thinking about the idea and I'll give, call, I'll give, I'll give Phil a call. I'll say, hey, Phil, what do you think about this idea? So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> As in, that's, that's, that's terrible. That's a stupid idea, John. What the <laughs> hell are you thinking? Like, oh. Why? Because X, Y, Z. Okay. But what if, you know, this and this? Well, if this and this happen, then this and this is going to happen and that's not the good thing. So that's why you have to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, okay. As in, he's not just saying this is stupid and, and full stop. We can delve into it and he's telling me why it's stupid. And that gives me a lot more value and a lot more feedback yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So have people around you that are intelligent, you know, and that are caring enough to help you, to help you move forward. And you can't be emotionally invested in your idea either. Because if you're emotionally invested, you're going to start pushing away when he starts trying to talk about X, Y, Z. Well, that's the ego again. If I'm yeah. like, hold on, that's my idea, and I don't have yes, bad ideas. Stop shitting on my idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not. You're not agreeing with me. How dare you? It's yeah. like, but you can't have yes people around you all the time. And um, one thing Phil was saying, which is very smart, like, oh, what I like, he's like, as a white and a blue belt, someone comes and says, oh, what if I could do this? Hey, what if I could do that? How did I go here? Oh, good man, very good, very good. And for the most part, the vast majority of feedback for white and blue belts on the mats is good, is positive. Because mm. you just guys, you guys just have to stay on the mats. You have to keep in, keep up with this, keep it fun. Mm. Um, it's when you start getting to purple belt, that's when I'm gonna say, Maddie, you just, you just made a big mistake, Maddie. Mm. That's when we're rolling and I'm not giving you that back control. So the back control position that we're talking about at the start, yep. and the blue belt called me, I'm not giving you my back. Try to take my back. Yeah, and you make one mistake, you leave an arm out, I'm gonna catch you, I'm gonna keep catching you. Because this is, it's not tough, it's pretty much tough love now. Because you're at the point where you can deal with it. Yeah, yeah, you've de you kind of demonstrated that self-drive to even self-learning capability. Till now, yeah, yeah. so it's a long-term process, mm. you know. Um, and now within the dialogue, within our dialogue, from like you being a white belt coming here to you being a purple belt now, then we've kind of moved stages. Yep. So now you're at a maturity on the mats and off mm. where I'm like, Matty, that's, that's stupid, don't do that. Why? Because of this. Okay, cool. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's 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 these it's good it's the people around you that you need to learn from as well. Um, I think that's a really really big one. Um, lastly, Maddie, and this is the biggest one of all. Oh, we're almost at an hour. Are you an imposter? Imposter syndrome. What you have to do to move away from imposter syndrome, if that's what you want to do is enjoy jiu-jitsu. 
Just enjoy it. Hanging out with your friends. Oh, man. Rolling around with your friends. Jiu-Jitsu is an amazing journey if you let it be. And if you're not careful, imposter syndrome can creep up on you and snatch all that fun away. Like all habits, it's taken you a long time to form this thought, this process of imposter syndrome, and you can't be done with it immediately, even if you want to be done with it. The one thing is for sure is that your jiu-jitsu journey becomes so much better off when you're able to enjoy the good times, grateful that you have the chance to learn, where you can nurture friendships, enjoy good health with jiu-jitsu for a lifetime. We have to enjoy jiu-jitsu. So, okay, sure, I went to class and I got tapped. I got submitted. That's probably why I went there so I can learn. And part of learning is getting submitted. And I finished class. We bowed out. Everyone, thanks for class. Oosh, we all bow out. That was a sick class. Whatever happened, happened, you know. Um, and you're in, if you're in this for the, for the right reasons, then it doesn't matter that one or two or three or four taps a class or five or six or ten taps a class, 20 tap, taps a class, doesn't matter because you're in it for the bigger picture. The bigger picture is you enjoying jiu-jitsu and having it and helping, using it to, to build quality of life. Um, how much do you like jiu-jitsu, Matty? I love jiu-jitsu. What keeps you coming back to the mat, Matty? The, the taps, the submissions. The people, the fun. <coughs> the fun, learning. I feel like it's gotta be the fun. Because mm. if it's not the fun, then we've got problems. It's fun even when you are getting beaten. Yeah. You know, we had a, um, a new person come in the other day and we were doing, I think it was, it might have been last night, uh, and we were doing cross-collar chokes. Yeah. And they kind of, were just drilling it out. And I want this person to have a real understanding of a choke. And so they're going, oh, wow. It's almost like you like being choked. Well, no, I don't enjoy being, <laughs> I don't enjoy being choked, but I want to make sure you're being given the real experience. Yeah. I don't want you to come in and, and just flimsily put your hand around my neck and then me tap. I want yeah, you to I don't put think it those. On. I don't think those people last night. I don't know. I don't think they. I don't know. It's odd. Whatevs. Whatevs. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, you know, as I said, I do enjoy jujitsu. No, I don't enjoy getting choked. That's why I'm actively doing my best to prevent everyone around me from choking me. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a fun man. within reason. Yeah. Steve, Steve Maxwell once came to class and said wrestling is the most fun two brothers can have or something like that it's like i think it's pretty true right like i remember when i was young with my brother even though he was a fair bit older than me and bigger than me we mucked around we'd wrestle yeah. we were watching wwe pretending we were wwe wrestlers and it's all wrestling and mucking around Who are you? having a mad time I was always sting Sting? No, I was Undertaker. All right. I, was, I, I wanted to be huge. Would you choke slam your, your brother? No time? way. I couldn't even, like, I could barely reach up oh, to right. get my hand <laughs> around his neck. But, uh, yeah, it was like, it was a bit of fun. Um, but, and, and that's what jiu-jitsu is, right? When, when you take the competitive, I've got to beat people and harshly judging yourself. It's like, hey, we're just mucking around having a play. Just, a, yeah, we're having fun. Having a play the play fight it's fun right? learning self-defense it's fun like hanging out it's fun practicing chokes yeah like it's fun and that's why we do it ultimately um, one last point on this and this is something that I've been talking to white belts about for a long time especially like in high jiu-jitsu and this is for everybody sometimes white belts think that um, they come into class and they have no business being in that class because they're holding other people back from their learning uh -huh. And I think that's a let's 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 squash that for good. I just want to cut. At that least off. in high jiu-jitsu, in high jiu-jitsu, when people when you come in as a white belt as a beginner, and you have another practitioner, whatever whatever belt they're wearing on their waist, and they're better than you, and they're helping you understand, you're also helping them understand it better. Absolutely. Through the process of them sharing it with you. And if I can see one of my students sharing the technique and helping somebody else with a technique, that makes me feel like they know it better and I'm happy doing that. And we need people like less experienced than us in order to be able to improve on the learning. If you had a whole group of people, like a homogenous group, they're all the same level, then it's not so good because everyone, like no one, there's no um, sharing of information up and down and around the circle um, and that's not what we're after so 
guys, whoever's coming into class, don't feel like you're a burden. You're definitely not a burden. Come seek me out. I've done most of these drills thousands of times. I've repped them thousands of times. You've repped them five. Yeah. I'm more than happy for you to come and train with me and I will give you finesse. I'll give you, you know, four or five times as many repetitions than I will do because I know I've done it that many times. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I don't need to do it. I still need to work on it. I've yeah. got my own holes I need to fix. But please, I'm gonna, I want to share my knowledge with you. That's it, guys. You heard it here first. Um, imposters. Hey, it's all a work in progress. It's self-awareness. Focus on others. Focus on yourself and focus on others in a slightly different way. Add some awareness to your thoughts. Seek out the positives. Take action. Start trying to change things little by little. And lastly, enjoy jiu-jitsu. The path to moving beyond imposter syndrome. That should be in the Coca-Cola uh, font. Enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy jiu-jitsu. Yes. Enjoy jiu-jitsu. Um, any closing thoughts, Maddie? Mate, uh, as I said, I think we all identify with imposter syndrome. Sorry. We've all felt it at some part with our own journey and we're all having our own journey. So, you know, embrace it uh, and take it the right way. Don't let it defeat you. Us. Us. That's all from me, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Let us know if you did. Um, we love um, reviews. Reviews on iTunes is awesome because it means more people can listen um, or at least get in contact with us and if they like us and hopefully that we can help their jiu-jitsu journey as well because I really think this is a big topic and um, I love the fact that we're focusing on something that's not that's not um, very, um, what's the word, that's, I guess popular Yeah. Um, and that's a little bit of an undercover topic as well but I think a lot of people deal with this and a lot of people struggle with For this. Sure. So I hope this helps guys. Much love to everybody. Oos. Oos.